Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting this episode of Market Foolery. LinkedIn Jobs matches people to your role based on more of who they really are, their skills, interests, and even how open they are to new opportunities. For $50 off your first job post, go to linkedin.com slash fool. That's linkedin.com slash fool. Terms and conditions apply. It's Tuesday, July 24th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill coming to you solo from Philadelphia. I'm here for Podcast Movement 2018, which uh, I believe is the biggest podcast conference here in the United States of America. It is just me today. I know. I know what you're thinking. It's earnings. We got Alphabet and 3M and Verizon and Harley Davidson, and they're all reporting earnings. Today, just going to take a break from Earnings Palooza, but fear not, this weekend on Motley Fool Money, it's going to be an all-earnings show. We're going we're gonna to hit more than our usual share of company-focused stories. No guests. Tons of earnings on Motley Fool Money this weekend, so check it out. Uh, as you can probably tell from the ambient noise, including the, uh, the strings behind me, uh, yeah, I'm basically in the open pavilion here. Uh, at the convention center in Philadelphia, and I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to share a couple of investing takeaways from my vacation, uh, because if you've listened for a while, and by the way, again, it's just me today, so feel free to skip this episode if you're like, no, I want the earnings. That's fine. By all means, drop off. Um, but uh, but if you've listened for a while, you know that w- when one of the analysts at the Motley Fool comes back from a trip, whether it's a business trip or a vacation, I usually ask them if they have any investing takeaways from their trip, because when you're an investor, the investing part of your brain never really shuts off completely. So, and that was the case with me. I wanted to share a couple of investing-related thoughts I had during my time away from Fool HQ. Uh, But just very quickly, Philadelphia is such a great city. I've been here a few times for work and for getaways. It is such a great city with a lot going on. I got up this morning, I went for a run. Uh, This conference is smack in the middle of downtown Philadelphia, and my hotel is a few blocks away from the conference. So this morning I got up, I went for a run uh, down towards the Schuylkill River, uh, went by the Philadelphia Museum of Art, which is probably best known not for the actual art inside the museum, it's probably best known for the steps leading up to the museum, uh, known casually as the Rocky Steps. If you've ever seen the movie Rocky or Rocky II, or at least a couple of the other Rocky movies, um, yeah, these are the steps that Rocky runs up when he's training. And did I run up the Rocky steps? Of course I did. You don't go for a run in the city of brotherly love and get anywhere near the Museum of Art and not run up the Rocky steps. Come on. So I mentioned on yesterday's show that I unplugged during my vacation. I stayed off email. I stayed off Slack. I, but I did notice the price of gasoline, as we talked about, and a couple of the stories here and there about the rising price of gas. Today, I just wanted to share two experiences I had on my vacation that relate to investing. And the first is when I was on Cape Cod. We rented a house, uh, the family rented the house, in the town of Easton, which is pretty far out on the Cape. It's it's where the Cape starts to get thin. So when you're going to the beach, it is a short distance to the bay side of Cape Cod. It is an equally short distance to the Atlantic Ocean side of Cape Cod. And we spent time at beaches on both sides. And something happened that was a first for me in my beachgoing life. We went to um, the Atlantic Ocean side of the Cape. Beautiful sunny day, good breeze going. And I look up at the lifeguard chair, and there were two flags that were flying. And one was the flag that indicates rough surf. And I've seen that flag plenty of times 
the other flag I had never seen in my life. It was the shark flag. And when the shark flag is flying, that means exactly what you think it does. It means, hey, we looked out in the water and we saw some sharks. There's actually a, a pretty big and, uh, population of seals along Cape Cod, and where there are seals, there are sharks. And on this day, the shark flag was flying. And I saw that and I just thought, oh, this makes the decision to go swimming incredibly easy. I'm not going swimming. I'll get in the water up to my knees, but I'm not like going, I'm not going to go out and body surf as I would otherwise. And there were people who were doing that, but not me. And I know all the stats. I was talking, I'm not going to say who, but it was one of the hosts of Industry Focus who was like, oh, come on. It's only a, a few people a year who are ever killed by sharks. Compare that to the tens of thousands of people who are injured or killed in auto accidents. And I, I get it. I get it. I, un I understand the math. The difference is the flag. Now, I know I could have gone swimming with no problems, but on the tiny chance that it went bad and a shark got a hold of me and that was the end, what would the story be when, the, when this gets reported in the media? It would not be area man killed by shark. The story would be area man ignores obvious warning sign, comma, gets what is coming to him. So I, I didn't go swimming. I, I sat on a chair, read my book, I went for a walk. And at some point, I, I started thinking about the shark flag and investing. And I was trying to think if there was an analogy to investing in the stock market. And what I mean by that is, is there a warning sign that obvious? And when it comes to the stock market in general, I don't know that there is. I do think there are those warning signs for companies, for individual businesses. Sometimes it's the CEO. Sometimes it's a warning sign in the S-1 filing before they go public. I think back to 2011 when Groupon went public and they, in their S-1 filing, they had their, uh, their metric that they made up, uh, adjusted consolidated segment operating income, which was essentially Groupon's way of saying, well, well here's, here's the money we make, but if you back out our marketing costs, we're making so much more money than is, is showing up on the bottom line. And it's like, but you're a marketing company. Why would, any, why would any investor back out your marketing costs when trying to evaluate your business? So the shark flag of investing shows up here and there. And when it does, I think that's when we as investors make the decision, I'm not going to do that. I'm, like, it's, it's cut and dried, not with my money. Because that's the difference. You know, it's the whole, well, what did you expect? A guy went swimming in the ocean when the shark flag was flying? Of course that was going to happen. And I'm not talking about investing in general, although you know, we've, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary at The Motley Fool. That, that powerful myth still exists today. The whole, well, the stock market, it's too difficult to understand and it's too risky. And it's actually neither of those things. Um, so I'm not talking about investing in the market in general, but, but the shark flag of investing is when you invest in something, it goes south, and other stock investors say, well, what'd you expect? You invested in penny stocks? Of course you were going to lose your money. Drop us an email, marketfoolery at fool.com, with something that you think is an investing version of the shark flag. Um, quick break to say thanks to LinkedIn. 
the, the right hire can make a huge impact on your business, and that's why it's so important to find the right business. And where do you find that individual? You find him on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is more than the world's largest professional network. It's also a better way to find great talent. And that's what you're looking for when you're hiring. And I get that if you're listening right now, you may be thinking, ah, I, I, I don't work in HR. I'm not a recruiter. Well, maybe not, but maybe you're someone who oversees other people at your business or place of employment and you're working with someone in HR and that's what you want. You, like, you want, you've got a problem. You've got a hole to fill. You've got a role to fill and you want good people. And 70% of the US workforce is already on LinkedIn. So what are you waiting for? Businesses rate LinkedIn jobs 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. And that's all you're looking for. You're looking for quality candidates. So just ask any of the hundreds of thousands of businesses who have posted to LinkedIn jobs over the past year. 22 million professionals view and apply to jobs on LinkedIn every week in every industry, even yours, even mine. And if you're not using LinkedIn for your hiring needs, you're missing out. So hurry to linkedin.com slash fool for $50 off your first job post. That's another reason to go talk to someone in HR or you know, the recruiting division of your company. Yeah, save a little money. That's linkedin.com slash fool. Terms and conditions apply. Um, so this past weekend, I went to Maine for a reunion at the summer camp I went to when I was a kid. It was when I was from the age 10 to the age 18. I was a camper and then I was a counselor. And the family that owns this summer camp bought it in 1968. And so it was this 50th year celebration. And I saw, I saw guys I went to camp with. I haven't seen them in so long and it was fantastic. And the couple was, the, the, the couple that bought the camp, Albert and Evelyn Lerman, they're still alive. They're 92 and 90 years old, and they look great. Um, their son, Bill, took over the camp to run it with his wife, Martha, and now their daughter, Lori, is running it with her husband, Alex. And I'm not going to go into all the details of the reunion because um, th that, would, that would be uh, boring and, and relatively meaningless. Um, but suffice to say it was great for the same reason that it's great when any one of us reconnects with a group of people with whom we have a shared experience, whether it is summer camp or being on a sports team with someone or going to school, you know, particularly when that shared experience is from your childhood, reminiscing about those things that you did together. And there's, there's just nothing like it. So the camp I went to is down a dirt road. Uh, road. When you drive there, you turn off a winding country road, but it's paved. Um, and, you, and you turn onto this dirt road that winds through the woods. And when my friends and I were at camp, that road seemed so long. Every once in a while you'd hear about a counselor who went running and they, they ran the camp road. And we were just thinking, oh my God, they ran the camp, which re really just meant they ran from the camp out this winding dirt road to the main road, and then they ran back. And again, when we were kids, that just seemed crazy. Like, oh my God, how long is that? And it turns out it's a mile. But when you're a kid, it seems, it seems really far. So when you first turn onto this road, on the left-hand side, there is this wonderful grove of pine trees. And when I was there at camp in the 1970s and 1980s, those pine trees were probably six feet tall. I mean, we could, we could just standing on the side of the road, we could see over the tops of them easily. And so on Saturday, 
This past Saturday, when my friend Jeff and I drove to camp, we turned onto the camp road. And the trees are now 50 to 60 feet tall. And in that split second, the thought that went through my head was, hey, they got new trees. And then I came to my senses and thought, no, no, no. They didn't get new trees. Those are the same trees. They've just grown over time. We get to camp, we, you know, we go down to the waterfront, got out, you know, did some stand-up paddle boarding, you know, just had some fun. And then I thought, I'm going to run the camp road because, you know, I'm, I'm an adult now and I'm, it's, it's no longer enormous and scary to me. Um, and when I got to the end of the camp road, I just looked at those trees and that's when it hit me. Oh, this is just like investing. You know, if I'd gone back to camp every year, you know, yeah, maybe I would have noticed the trees in the same way. In the same way that we look at our money and our stocks and our portfolio every day, and we, but we don't notice the growth. The growth doesn't hit us on a visceral level like it does if we look at it every five years or 10 years or 20 years. That's when the growth is noticeable. And so, particularly if you're just starting out investing and you're thinking to yourself, Again, going back to the myth that is still so pervasive. Oh, it's so hard to do. It's risky. And particularly when you're just starting out, you're like, I don't have that much money. I've only got a hundred bucks or 500 bucks or a thousand. You know, it's not that much money. That's okay. Like, when, like if, if you're ever thinking to yourself or you ever are talking to a friend or someone in your family and they say something along the lines of, well, I only have this much money. I only have this small amount of money. That's just like saying, well, I only have these seeds. I just only, I, I, I don't have trees, I just have these seeds. Plant them in a good place, watch over them, and they're going to grow. And over time, as is the case with the pine grove at the edge of my summer camp, over time they'll grow 10x. One more quick thanks uh, to Steve Stewart from TalkShoe. TalkShoe is uh, a podcasting platform that, that actually um, provided the equipment uh, and this forum, uh, not just for me, but for other people who are attending podcast movement. Uh, so I just want to give them a, sh a quick shout out. So uh, thank them for, for helping out people who are podcasting here at Podcast Movement 2018. Uh, if you're still listening, as always, thanks for listening. Um, uh, I never, ever take for granted that you have a lot of things you can listen to. But like all of us, you have only so much time in the day. So uh, the fact that you choose to spend it with market foolery or rule breaker investing, Motley Fool answers, industry focus, or Motley Fool money, we never take that for granted. Um, didn't really talk about stocks, so um, maybe I don't have to do the usual disclaimer, but um, you know, it's the usual, uh, we've got formal recommendations. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. But uh, investing in stocks, eh, that's generally a good idea. It tends to work out over time. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by the incredibly trusting Dan Boyd, who's not here with me. I think this is the first time I've taped remotely without Dan. So, uh, so thank you to Dan. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Do I just hit the stop button?